Hey, Toronto. Welcome to How's the Market podcast, your favorite podcast on real estate here in Toronto. I'm Kate. I'm Dave. And welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to go over what I'm sure you've seen a lot of people already cover in social media, a couple podcasts too, talking about the one development down in Yorkville. Yep. That's very interesting. So the announcement came out that it's gone into receivership. A little bit about the one, 85 stories. Yes, it was planned to be 85 stories. Which would make it the largest residential condo in Toronto, the tallest. One of the tallest in Canada. It was expected to be completed December 2022. Obviously that date has passed. Yeah. If you have walked the area like I did this week, you'll see that it is not very much completed. In fact, they only have about 44 stories done and it is very much under construction. And according to some reports, it's estimated that it's going to be about $600 million over budget from what they had originally estimated. Apple had planned to put in a key store there and they ended up pulling out, I guess, when the delays started happening, decided their flagship store wasn't going to be there. So Yeah, we also saw a lot of businesses decide to slow down with expansion, obviously during COVID. And when people were trapped inside, we weren't having as much foot traffic. A lot of businesses slowed down. But I definitely... I think they may have had some inside knowledge. Um, a little, I don't know if they had a little bit of hesitation about what was happening with the building or what has happened because some businesses have pulled out. What came first, the yeah. chicken or the egg? There's two things that push any story or sort of fear and greed. And we'll cover the emotional real estate cycle, the emotional side of it a bit later. But there's been a lot of doom and gloom out there. And what does receivership mean? And what is it actually? So receivership is a licensed trustee's appointed either by the court or by the creditors, whoever they owe money to, probably somebody, whoever gave them a loan, mm-hmm. is basically going to supervise things to make sure that the creditors get their money back. Absolutely. Yeah. So similar to a bankruptcy, but not quite so. Because- yeah, it's a step before bankruptcy. So we're they're actually trying to prevent the company from going into bankruptcy, which is, it's actually the goal of receivership is to make the company profitable again. So I guess it's a safe assumption that they're out courting investors at the moment, trying to find someone to take over this project. You know, the timing of it's pretty bad for them. If you already owe a bunch of money, and you, assuming that those loans were at a lower interest rate than you could secure today, mm-hmm. um, you know, probably harder to find something, but uh, there might be somebody out there that has the appetite to for some sort of partnership, equity play. There's a number of different solutions that could happen. I would say something in their favor is like the location. They're in a flagstone location. There are yeah. always going to be one going to be people wanting to get in on that. I know you had mentioned that you thought maybe the foreign buyer ban had something to do. Yeah, so I think the penthouses are listed for sale for in the 30 million plus range. Yeah. Um we're just coming towards the end of a year of a foreign buyer ban um prohibition here and so you know, that takes a huge demographic out of uh, the rest of the world that you can target to to sell these units to. Absolutely. And I think another interesting point was we noticed that 14 units have actually gone up on MLS. I believe most of them in the last week at a significant discount. There's been some discounts. There's been stuff that's been up for almost a year or has been listed and relisted. But there, we did see a surge of new listings come up probably just before the announcement was made. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think happens next? Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if another developer comes in mm-hmm. um, to try and take over. This is, you know, 85 stories is a pretty ambitious project to yeah. take on, to build. Um, you know, there, there's very few builders in North America 
Canada that have that experience and that that bandwidth to do it. And especially we've seen such builders are in such high demand at the moment. Materials are costing more than ever. Yeah, the, the cost to develop is, is pretty high. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if if we hear about another builder, another builder developer coming to to acquire the the project. We don't have to look very far, just across the road to One Bloor Street East mm-hmm. to to see a similar tale. It was originally developed, and then I think uh, they ran into some trouble also financially in the sort of 2007-2009 timeframe. And then Great Golf took over the project and got it to completion and sold units in there. I, I think there's still, there's actually still some of some the penthouse, penthouse. <laughs> some of the penthouse some still of the penthouse available. Some units still available. But yeah, it's it's a premier location in Definitely. Toronto, right? At some point, the price is going to make sense and, and those units are going to get sold. Maybe they just need to adjust their expectations. Maybe. There's another thing you've seen a lot of in social media. We see this, you can put it to, to any product, but this is the emotional life cycle of any market here. On the left, we start with life is good. Yeah. People are optimistic, exciting, thrilling. Yeah. And uh, I think that relates a lot to when we used to have lines at the door of people looking to buy pre-construction projects and we used to have crazy wait lists and people outbidding each other to get a slot. That's died off in the last couple of years, but I definitely yeah. think that yeah. kind of relates to like the optimism and excitement in the market. On the resale side, the 20 multiple offers on the same property. 30, 35, 40. <laughs> yeah. So at some point you reach a peak of growth and that's actually maximum risk for a purchaser is at that point because it's hard to tell. It feels like everything's going good and slowly things start to change, but it's not always apparent to the investor, to the buyer that the ground's starting to shift. Especially if it happens suddenly. And it's hard now because everybody, including us, we're armchair economists and yeah. every, everybody's been so focused on interest rates and the job numbers and what's going on, immigration and trying to analyze it and then give their take on it. And uh, I think especially when you get into the anxiety part of this graph, it affects everyone and even those who are looking to stay in their property. I think everyone was feeling the anxiety when everything started to tip over that line. Yeah. You know, if you had to sell right away and you were losing money, obviously that's going to create a lot of anxiety. But there were people who were planning on staying in their homes for the next five to 10 years who yeah. just the idea that if they needed to, if something came up in the future and they had to sell, that they would lose money created a ton of anxiety for people. Yeah. It's hard when you buy at the top of the market, mm-hmm. right? Um it's that dangerous what if game and people when they're playing the what if game and usually most people go to the fear side yes. the negative side <laughs> but yeah as we start to see declines it's it can be scary mm-hmm. i remember at the start of the pandemic there were, there was a lot of the word uncertainties thrown around a lot nobody really knew what to expect and what a lot of people were expecting when you press stop on the economy the opposite happened yeah you know, i remember I, that there was a slight dip yeah. And then the market shot the, up. The sky is falling. Nope. There was lots of subsidies and an infusion of cash into the market that definitely stimulated everything. So. Yeah. And I think as we move into that denial phase, I think a lot of sellers have dealt with that and are recently starting to accept you know, lower prices. Yeah. Maybe what they thought their home was worth isn't quite there. People still putting listings up way above market value and just crossing their fingers and saying it's going to sell. Yeah. There's During those first as we turn the corner here, there's a lot of discrepancy between buyers and sellers. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and some stuff will sell for higher than it's worth and some stuff will uh, sell for less than it's worth. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just what it's worth on that day. And it's each product's so different, right? Yeah. So um, you have to look at it really as an individual and really understand what the motion are. Um, 
the one thing that happens a lot during this during this phase is that sellers try to hold on too long. Yes. They try to they try to get their number and they'll just easily inch their way down. Mm-hmm. The only way to get ahead of a ball rolling downhill or a boulder rolling downhill is to get in front of it, to stop it. Absolutely. Um, and, and as our broker pointed out this morning, the most important time when you're marketing a property is the first seven days on market. Yep. And a lot of people are going out overpriced and wasting those precious first weeks and then finally yeah. realizing and chasing the ball downward, as you were saying. Yeah. It, it really depends on, on what you're doing, but th- these are just generalities. There's Right now, if we took a snapshot at the freehold market versus the condo market, very different in terms of months of inventory and and what you're talking about. But yeah, there there is the new shiny toy syndrome with listings where as soon as it pops up, people are intrigued and they want to come in. So yeah, Yeah. it's best to take advantage of that. Trying to hold on too long and you end up chasing the market down can be expensive and cost you money. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's... There, there's good ways to buy and there's good ways to sell in every market. And it's really being hyper-focused, looking at the analytics, looking at what's going on, the current conditions, and really understanding where buyer and seller confidence is. I think through the spring, we saw a lot of that return. And then as we saw the interest rates increase through the summer, but just, it wasn't full stop, but a lot of it, a lot of the buyers just checked out and went on their summer vacation, which we talked about last week. Absolutely. So where do you think we are currently in this cycle in Toronto, maybe in Canada? Just your opinion on it. I'll just echo again. You got to really look at what market you're in. Mm -hmm. There's certain condo buildings where there's maybe 10 to 20 units and high desirable area and and people keep an eye on it. And when they come up, they go pretty fast. Mm -hmm. So there, there's, if there's always demand there right now, the price really has to be right. So, or the buyer motivation. Yeah. So I would put us, um, closer to the fear, probably between denial and fear. Um, I, I don't think you're seeing panic maybe with some sellers. Where, where do you think we are? <laughs> I'm hoping that we're, we're in the we're, hope section. We're, we're in the hope section. I'm hoping we've already passed panic. I'm hoping the hopelessness has passed, but that might be wishful thinking. Yeah, it's we went through some of it last year when the market really shifted with mm-hmm. with condos and, and even before condos in the core when we saw the mass exodus. So it can shift pretty fast. And I think the other thing that's tricky is there's so many shifting markets, whether you're looking at freehold properties, condos, townhouses, what area of the city you're looking in. Yeah. There's all these small shifting and you really have to stand back and look at the bigger picture to really see this cycle, yeah. to really see what's happening and look at everything from an overall point of view. To look forward to the next year, I, everyone's trying to forecast when interest rates are going to come down. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing everyone's fixated on. Yep. I think once you start and see interest rates come down, that's definitely going to be a signal to a lot of buyers to, to get back in. Mm-hmm. But I think once you've already seen the interest rates start to come down, you, you've probably moved past that point where you're at the bottom, mm-hmm. right? The, the, this... Why we're seeing this is the motivation of people because they really, they want to know that they, hit, they bought at the bottom, yeah. right? Buy low, sell high. Yeah. They're chasing that dream. Yeah. yeah. If, if you got greedy and we're doing doing some speculation and, and buying a lot of pre-construction units that you never intended to close on and probably didn't have the funds for. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you're probably mad. in that panic area. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you're, you're definitely on the downslope and yeah, it's tough. But yeah, uh, real estate goes on. We're... You know, it, it's early in the week for us. We're recording on a Tuesday, and I think we've had a handful of phone calls from net new clients reaching out about moving. And it's it's usually driven by 
hey, now's the right time for me. So people still move and we do our best to help navigate through that for them. I also think there's a lot of people who have gone, oh my God, I said I was going to sell my house this year or I said I was going to buy a house this year. And there's that little bit of a panic before Christmas starts to take over. People start to take time off. Let's get this done before the end of the year. I don't want to wait to spring. I don't want to wait till March or April. I don't want to put this off another year. Yeah. Or six months. I can't do another holidays in this house. Should we thank everybody for tuning in? Yes. Thank you so much. Should we lightly encourage them to hit the like button? Share, subscribe. Leave a comment. Yeah. Share it with your friends. If you know anyone in the real estate market who wants a little bit of a weekly update, it's a fantastic show for them to tune into. Awesome. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Dave. We'll see you.